The Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Quarter, fueled by Donut Country and McDonald's Murfreesboro on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSSports.com. The Coaches Show is brought to you by Dan France Concrete, a licensed and insured residential and commercial concrete construction contractor serving Middle Tennessee. That's Dan France Concrete. It's time to talk some Seagull baseball this morning, and uh, the head coach, Greg Revis, is uh, joining us here today. That France family came through Seagull, his yep. youngins. So. Sure did, yep. Yeah, uh, not that long Dan ago. Dan was a SRO at school there for a while, too. That's true. I so, forgot about that. Know them well. Before the concrete business, uh, yeah, the reason I was starting to reel about that, I was thinking uh, maybe you could be uh, some kind of contractor. You've had a lot of construction, if you will, going on at your place. Yes, we have. Uh, still got a little bit to do cleaning up around the outside, but, yep, got the uh, turf down, uh, finished up a couple weeks ago, and enjoying that, especially yeah. in this weather we've had the last few days. I, I drive by just about every day, and I saw a pile of rock that stayed there seemingly forever, and then some equipment moved in and all that kind of thing. So um, when the project, and obviously you would probably start that in the wintertime, you've got to deal with weather, I'm sure. Yes, and that that's what it, it all comes down to is the days they can get on it or not on it or wet weather, if it's too cold or this or that. So um, Warner's Athletic did a great job, you know, filtering through all that and uh we missed a couple days of practice but uh been on it and very happy with it they did a great job what um what advantages uh, i mean we've you're now what uh is that the third team our yes. third field that yep. uh, turf field Riverdale in and Oakland had already had it the biggest advantage is just practice time mm -hmm. uh you know it can rain for two hours if it stops we can hop out there on it and uh, take ground balls, do whatever we need to do. Uh, so to me, the, the, that that was one of the reasons I felt like we really had to get it done is we've got two teams in our district uh, that sort of had a competitive advantage. Uh, so if you look back to last year, the second week of practice, it rained pretty much all week. We didn't get on the field all week, whereas Oakland and Riverdale were both on the field doing something every day. Uh, so, you know, that, 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 that was – sort of the game changer to saying that we we've got to get this done mm -hmm. uh and we had sponsors step up and uh was able to get it done and we're very happy with it and uh looking forward to you know the time it's going to save us on the field the the that is a huge advantage as well getting the field ready not having to tarp and worry about the rain and you're able to maybe get in some games that may be banged in other places just because uh, of, of the rain and the infield being too wet yep you know that could definitely happen uh that if it if it's one of those days where it's going to rain up until 4 30 or 5 o'clock we may be able to flip it over to our park and do some things like that but yes definitely we'll save some some games too yeah, i'm sure it's different to play on too and um now that you've got it at home that gives you uh, an equal footing if you go to riverdale or oakland i mean it's, it's similar it is similar and the, the only concern i have is is you know when we go to rockville and blackman mm -hmm. they've got the natural surface uh going from the turf where we've been on it all the time to a natural surface so uh I may talk to coach tobit some over at the middle school and see if he won't let us bump some actual dirt time from him a little bit this year before we, we uh, go to Rockville and Blackman. And, you know, you could run into it in a region or a sectional where you're at, you're at a field that 
that's not turf. So uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes, but we're really happy with having it down and, and, and dealing with that now. Craig uh, Revis joining us, talking Seagull baseball. Craig, uh, the season, once it starts, it's it, it's on. And it's like <laughs> four or five games a week. And well, four and five a slow week. So, yeah, we, <laughs> I think we have seven the first week. Oh, wow. Six the second week and seven the third week. So we play like 21 games in the first 23 days. So uh, then it slows back. Then it backs down to that three or four days a week. And uh, But that's baseball. That's how baseball is supposed to be. And uh, we enjoy it. Well, you're you're going to figure out real soon uh, a, a lot of things, and I guess those 21 games in 23 days is really going to help you know how to kind of maneuver through this uh, tough district this year. Yeah, absolutely, and um, we do that too to help develop our pitching staff. Uh, you know, we go into a district with three game series where you have to have at least five or six guys. Uh, so yeah, that many games early it, it allows us to develop that staff, and we get to see. You know, with just three of those games being district games out of those first uh, 20 or so, uh, it does allow us to try some other things and, and try some new guys and see if we what's going to work best and what's going to be our best uh, lineup we put out there. And uh, I think you open up with Stewart's Creek, and so you're going to get to test some region waters there. So you'll have, you know, first month or so, you'll have a really good idea of where you are uh, as a team. We will, yes. And, uh you know, we play the, the Grand Slam tournament that Better puts together and then the Warrior Classic that Messer puts together, and, and we see some really good teams there. So, um, you know, those first 20 games, you may be we may be 500 or below 500, but still have a pretty good team because we're, we're playing lots of really good team and some solid baseball. Uh, I guess it really kind of starts on the mound, too. You've got to have the pitching depth, you know, when you're playing three-game series in district play, and uh, you feel pretty good about your five, I think. We do. Least. We feel real good. Uh, of course, you know, our number one will be Matt Kirby, who was co-pitcher of the year in the district last year. He was 4-0, won all four starts uh, in the district last year and won his start in the district tournament. Uh, so he's, a, he's just a kid that knows how to pitch. Uh, and just know every time he goes out, you're going to have a chance to win. Uh, and our number two will be Ben Lalance, who has been around, thrown lots of games. He actually started a game in the state tournament two years ago uh, against Science Hill, our, our last game. And uh, Science Hill went on to win the state tournament, but he, he pitched a really good game uh, there. Uh, so he's really experienced. Uh, our number three uh, is going to be Jack Santee. Uh, who was sort of our number four last year, won a lot of non-district games for us, pitched really well. A little, he's one of those little sneaky lefties. Doesn't throw very hard, but uh, ball moves a lot, changes speed, does all those things. Uh, so those, those will be our three main guys going into district. Um, out of the pen, we had a lot of success with uh, Rodgers. Uh, last year, we also played second base. He, he was sort of our closer last year as a sophomore. Um, we've got uh, Gabe Hamrick, who's spent a lot of time hurt last year, sort of came in the last half of the season, so he didn't get to throw much. But we feel like he's going to give us some solid innings. Um, and then uh, Will Horn has thrown really well early this spring that we're, could probably be our number four starter, but he'll also be a long reliever come district games. Uh, so we feel with those six guys right there that we've, we feel really good. And we've got some younger guys that, that have thrown well so far this, this spring. 
Um, so I, f- I feel good going into district season that we've got five, six, seven guys that we can throw out there and, and keep us in games. And, you know, some of those younger guys, if they can come in and get you a couple of outs and that kind of thing, that builds confidence. And so uh, I- I'm I'm sure that as the season goes along, you like to develop some depth because you never know what you're going to need as the postseason comes around. Oh, absolutely. Of course, you know, with the new format in the, in the region and sectional this year, you know, the number of pitchers is, is very important. Uh, getting to the region, you could get in the loser's bracket and have to win three games in two days, and uh, you're going to need, you mean, you know, six guys, so you're going to go six or seven guys in that tournament. So, yeah, the depth is important. Well, I, I want to talk to you about that because uh, about the new postseason and, and how that's going to work because I remember a few years ago, I mean, you went, had a great team, had to go on the road, finish runner-up in the district, for instance, and had to go on the road and, and win that first game. And when you ha- when it's won and done, that's baseball's really not built that way. What do you think about this uh, new postseason? And maybe explain to us how that was going to work. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, yeah, in the past, that's exactly what it was. Way back when I was at Laverne, it used to be three in a row. You know, the region, region final and sectional were all single one-and-dones. Hmm. Uh, then they changed that to where the region final was sort of just a seeding, but you had to be in Monday, Friday, single elimination games. And what that does is if, if, if a team has a one stud pitcher that they sort of ride, it allows them to, to win maybe on Monday, Friday, or Monday, Saturday, whenever those games is, and sneak into the state tournament. Yeah, they could lose Wednesday and yeah. still have their one pitch on Monday and then Friday or Saturday right. and get to the spring and get to it. So, But now what they've done is they've taken the four qualifiers for the region from the two districts, and it's basically a double elimination tournament outside of once uh, you know, you'll have your two teams, all four teams play, and then the winners play, and then whoever wins that winner's bracket game is your champion. They don't actually have a championship game. And then the, the rest fight it out, and whoever comes out of the loser's bracket becomes your number two seed and will travel down to Chattanooga or whatever. And then now the, the sectional is the best two out of three. Um, so you're going to have to you, to win a sectional now. You can't go in with one pitcher. You're going to have to have three, four, or five pitchers uh, to get to the state tournament. And the best thing they've probably done is they've set it up so that the sectional now can end you know, a good five days before the state tournament. And I don't, I don't know if you recognize during the state tournament, a lot of times people teams come into the state tournament with their two or three starters. Yeah, you can't start your one because they just pitched. Because they just pitched. And so what they've done now is they're going to allow us to get done with that sectional so that you can go into the state tournament with one, two, three, four, ready to go. And I think it's going to be you know, a, a higher-quality tournament. And what it's ensuring is your, your best teams are going to be in the state tournament. You know, you can't sneak by with, a, with one arm anymore. Uh, you're gonna have to have a staff, and it's gonna get the best teams to the state tournament, and and should create a really good state tournament. Well, um, I, I want to make sure that if you want to talk about anybody that because uh, you came prepared, we talked about your pitching staff. Anybody else you want to talk about here for the Seagull Stars? Yeah, I'll go time? through. We we return eight of our starters from last year. We were really young last year. Um, you know, and, and probably our best player this year will be our center fielder, Brody Ballou. He's just uh, signed, along with Ben Lance. they just signed last week with Chattanooga State. So Chattanooga State's got him a couple good players. But Brody bats left-handed. He can steal bases. He runs the ball down in center field. He's sort of – he's one of those table setters that if he gets on base, we're going to score because he's going to be able to steal a base, uh, move around the field. Uh, and then, 
Santi, who we already talked about pitching. We got a lot of two-way guys this year that are they're going to pitch and play uh, defense. Uh, Acres, Lane Acres, who has uh, come on really strong, had a solid year last year, uh, but he'll be our catcher. Uh, he's really throwing the ball well from behind the plate right now. He's really swinging the bat, so he's going to be one of the best players in the district this year. Uh, that he's doing a great job. Uh, got a Romagno, our second Romagno. Uh, Nick uh, played right field last year. He was hurt a little bit early in the season. Came on strong at the end, but he's a left-handed bat. Runs the ball down well in the outfield. Uh, Quentin Papella at third base, who is he's just a great kid. That's a great leader. And, you know, we're expecting a lot from him there. Uh, we think Matt Kirby will probably be DH some when he's not pitching or playing first base some too. Him and Santi will sort of hold down first base. Uh, but he's done a good job with the bat so far this, this spring. Uh, Rogers at second base again ended up – last year we played musical chairs around the infield till we finally settled in with uh, Papella at, at third and – uh, Hamrick at, at short and Rogers at second and our, our defense really settled down and we started playing better baseball but and he's actually swung the bat so so far this uh, this spring pretty well uh, Gabe Hamrick will be our returning shortstop and then left field we're still a little undecided we got a sophomore named Kevin Inslee and a junior uh, Aaron White that uh, are sort of we're just sort of back and forth back and forth and it, it may just come down to who's who's playing better at that time uh, but they've all done a good job. We've got some younger guys that uh, we're actually dressing three or four freshmen this year that's going to slide in and do some things, we think. Uh, very happy or very excited about this young group. Uh, well's definitely not dry as we, we go through. Uh, but that, that'll be our basic starting lineup. And, uh, you know, we have another senior, Tyree Bryant, that, that's going to fill in some at second base and uh, give some leadership there. But uh, feel good about it. And... You know, we, we've played pretty well so far this spring. And, you know, we've got uh, Coffee County today, and we actually got Eagleville on Monday for our last two scrimmages, and uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. And then uh, the first series with Stewart's Creek, and then we're off and running. So, uh, yeah, it is. It, we, of course, it, that play three games with Stewart's Creek, and that's, uh, that's always tough. We've had some great battles over the years. And, of course, Coach Howard now the coach there, and we'll miss uh, Coach Bartlett not getting up go up against him. But uh, – Brian does a great job, and he'll have them ready to play, we know. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, Craig, I appreciate you spending some time with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out at the uh, old ballpark here real soon. All right, look forward to it. Craig Revis joining us talking Seagull Stars baseball and this Coach's Show segment brought to you by J. Mullins Jewelry, a family-owned and operated business treating clients like family since 1938. Jewelry design, repair, and a wide selection of great jewelry pieces online at mullinsjewelry.com. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local 